welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosper. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's Great Quote for Coaches. All right, and welcome back to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is episode 78 of the podcast. This is also the episode where we come to the end of the mortar elements in John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. Those of you who have been listening to the show for a while know that over the last few months I have been working my way through John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. And um, we started with the 15 building blocks and have now made our way through Well, today will be the 10 mortar element, the 10th mortar element. And we're doing this from his book, Coach Wooden's Pyramid of Success, Building Blocks for a Better Life, John Wooden and Jay Cardi. And today we come to this final mortar element. These last two, Wooden really felt like were the most important of the mortar elements. I'm sure that's why he saved them for last. Uh, They are up at the top where his final building block, competitive greatness, lies. And today we're going to make some of you a little bit uncomfortable, possibly. Not sure. Uh, But we will be talking about some religion and some some things dealing with God and with Jesus. Because Wooden was a man of faith, a very strong faith, a very strong Christian faith. And he, um, he didn't hide it nor should he have. He didn't apologize for it. He never forced it on anybody. And we're going to talk a little bit about that here um, as we go through here. But, you know, some people might hear this one and go, oh, come on, you know. And, and But this is who he was. This is a huge part of who he was. And what he felt was a huge part of anybody who is trying to become successful. And so this mortar element is faith. Now, Faith does not have to be Christian faith. Uh, It doesn't have to be religious faith. But for Wooden, it was because that was how he lived. That's how he looked at life. So if you can't get past that element in today's episode, I'm sorry, but it is, there is so much more to faith than what some people might think he's just focused on you know, his Christian religion and Christian faith. But there's so much more to faith than, than that if you can you know, wrap your mind around it. And so understand, while we will talk in here, you'll hear um, a, a good bit about the Christian faith, about Jesus um, and, and God in Wooden's eyes. This can apply to any faith. It can apply to anybody. You know, no matter what your um, religious cons- ideas are, you know, this can work for any of you. So, so watch as we go through here, and I think you'll understand fully what I'm, I'm saying. But he says faith, you know, and when he's talking about faith, he's talking about it through prayer. He believed that we must have faith that things will turn out as they should. It didn't necessarily mean that they would turn out, 
as we want them to turn out, yet we must have faith that they will. So he knew that things didn't always turn out the way he was hoping they would, that any of us would. But you have to have faith. You have to keep keep going and keep believing. Belief, faith, two very important words in anybody's life. And, I, and, and especially in those who are trying to accomplish some types of, of success. He said, for that to happen, we must do our part to help our faith become a reality. This is faith in ourselves, but it's also a faith in something or something or someone greater than ourselves. And here's where he starts to talk about God. So yeah, we have to have faith in ourselves, our own capabilities, what we can do. Absolutely. That's a huge element for, uh, of our faith and our ability to succeed. But he also believed it's also a faith in something or someone that's you know, much greater than ourselves. Some higher power is how a lot of people would put it. He said God is either in control or he isn't. Wouldn't believe he was. And so, and he, but he also said that God delegates certain responsibilities to us. So we have a responsibility to develop our faith, he felt. Because he said, faith without actions, faith without good deeds is dead. Just like actions and good deeds without faith are also worthless in his eyes. And uh, I thought that was an interesting concept. He said, uh, or I'm, I'm now saying, wouldn't tried to live his life as he felt Christ would have wanted him to live it. And so he studied Christ. He studied um, his Bible a lot. He prayed a lot. And he had faith that God would take care of him the way he came to know that God would do so. And so this is a strong, strong faith in that something or someone that is greater than himself. Wooden was a basketball coach at a public institution, so he didn't talk about his Christian faith with his teams. He didn't feel it was appropriate to do that. However, he always tried to lead by the example of Christ's teaching. So he, and it was, that's such a good point. I, we say it all the time. You know, what are you living? How are you, what are you modeling for your players? And so, you know, we, what we say to our players is so critical, but how we act, how we live our lives is even more so. And so he felt that just by living as, you know, Christ would want him to, the way he believed Christ and God would want him to, that was going to spread his faith. He didn't have to talk about it. And so he, and again, he didn't feel it was appropriate. He's a, you know, working at a public institution. That's not, not what he's supposed to be doing. So he didn't. He just, he just wasn't all that vocal about it. So what he wanted to do, though, was demonstrate the teachings of Christ and the teachings that he believed in by the way he lived his life. And I found this interesting. He said this. He said, evangelical conservatives felt he was too liberal and he should have spoken up more about his faith. And yet, on the flip side, liberals felt he was way too conservative and, and that he showed that way too much. Even though he didn't really speak about it, he wouldn't you know, per- intentionally start speaking about uh, trying to teach lessons of, of, from the Bible or from Christ uh, to his players. He just tried to live that li- the life that he knew. This is how 
you know, I should be living. And so he knew he couldn't please everyone, so he just didn't try. He just tried to please God. And what a simple way to kind of deal with that. He felt he was a basketball coach in charge of producing good men and producing graduates. And, you know, his graduates just happened to play basketball, but uh, that was his focus. It was important to him to never come across as being critical of someone else's faith either. He knew there's people with all kinds of faiths. You know, it didn't bother him if someone else believed differently than him. And he understood that some were set in their faith as much as he was in his. And so he liked that and he was fine with that. And as I read that, I thought, I wonder, as he wrote that, if, you know, when in their relationship did he and Luel Cinder, who became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, when was it that um, Al-Cinder became Jabbar? I'm, I'm thinking, I think he was already a professional. I think he was already in the NBA when that happened. And it would be it would be interesting to um, I, I haven't read enough from Jabbar, uh, but it would be interesting to hear about the conversation and conversations I would imagine that they had as they as Kareem Jabbar started to talk about his new newfound Muslim faith and how that I don't I don't even know if it affected their relationship I don't think it would I don't think it did based on what Wooden says, and Jabbar always looked at him as, uh, always looked at Wooden in, with just reverential light. So uh, I, I'm, I've got to do some research and read about that because I think that would be interesting. He never tried, Wooden never tried to change someone else's faith. You know, that's not his job. If, if God wants that to happen, God will do that. But that's not, that's not his job. He encouraged his players, though, to have a faith in something. And then, and then to be able to defend it, but to also stay open-minded. You know, that open-mindedness, and you can see that Wooden himself had an open-mindedness. Was he set in his ways about his Christian faith? Well, sure, but he was open-minded that there were others and there was always something more to learn. He said, those who are open-minded will open up to and give way to the truth. But those who weren't open-minded would struggle to ever know the truth. Well, of course, for him, the truth was Christ and Christ's teachings. But again, he never pushed those on his players. He figured that if they were open-minded, the truth from those teachings would be revealed to them anyway. And so he wouldn't have to do that. I find this just interesting. Some people, some of you, might be uncomfortable with the emphasis um, in this one on Christ and his teachings and religion, but Wooden's focus with others was never about teaching that, just living that. And, I, and I, I, I love that concept. You know, wouldn't we all be better in this world if we all just kind of focused more on living the right way, being an example of living the right way? And then, you know, when, when we live that way, we don't have to do much in the way of telling others how to live you know, like we are. We just set the example. And that's not to say that we don't want to offer ideas on things. It's what I do. It's what I do in my writing and these podcasts in so many ways and speaking and that. You know, I'm trying to offer coaches, leaders, teachers, leaders, parents, athletes, ideas on you know, ways to help improve themselves. So I'm not saying you don't want to discuss and talk about these types of things, but I think the greatest of all of those elements is how do you live your life? 
And I think Wooden is a great example of that. Yeah, he has all teaches great things. And this entire series has been all these great ideas that he's tried to teach others. But for him, and when it came to his faith, he didn't have to try to teach anything. He just lived by it and hoped that his his life was teaching enough of it. So I think that's great. All right, we've got quotes. I believe I have eight of them. Yeah, eight of them. So uh, from a wide variety of people, uh, some who we have not heard from before uh, in this series. Uh, For instance, this first one from Muslim storyteller Noor Tagore. He said, to me, finding my faith right now where I'm at is putting all of my trust in something bigger than myself and living for something bigger than myself and trying to do that through service. So there's Wooden's concept right there, that it's it's something bigger than yourself, having a faith in something in someone bigger than yourself, and then living based on that. And is it an interesting? Wooden's focus was on his Christian faith, and this man's focus is on his Muslim faith, and yet it's the exact same thing. Not necessarily that the faith, the what they believe in. But the concept that I believe in something bigger than myself, and therefore I'm going to live based on that. And also his final idea, doing that through service. Another thing that Wooden talked about. The next one comes from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., another man of strong Christian faith. You ought to discover some principle. You ought to have some great faith that grips you so much that you will never give it up. Somehow you go on and say, I know that the God that I worship is able to deliver me, but if not, I'm going on anyhow. I'm going to stand up for it anyway. That, that Adding that concept of perseverance in whatever fight, struggle, whatever you're dealing with, and having the faith that you're going to get through. Corey Ten Boom. This was a woman who harbored hundreds of Jews in her home during World War II. She said, Faith sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible. What a cool quote. Faith sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible. That is, there's not much more I can say about that. That is awesome. Nelson Mandela, part of being optimistic is keeping one's head pointed toward the sun, one's feet moving forward. There were many dark moments when my faith in humanity was sorely tested, but I would not and could not give myself up to despair. That way lays defeat and death. What it, all that Nelson Mandela had to endure during his, his life, during his imprisonment, uh, you can see how he would have probably thought, you know, his, how, how his faith would have been tested, but he just kept fighting and just kept each day. Just keep going. Devon Franklin, I I hope I'm pronouncing it right. He's a producer and an author said, if you give, excuse me, if you give up on your faith now, could you live with knowing that your chance of a lifetime was only one act of faith away? Oh, that's so cool. That concept that just stay at, stay with it, stay with it. It's going to come. And gosh, what if you give up and just around the corner, was whatever success, what is whatever thing you were trying and hoping for, it was right there. But you gave up one step too early. 
Uh, former governor of Oklahoma, Brad Henry, said, Believe in yourself and the rest will fall into place. Have faith in your own abilities. Work hard and there is nothing you cannot accomplish. So here, this one is secular. This one is not talking about um, God uh, or any uh, faith in any higher being. I'm not saying Brad Henry didn't believe in that. Just saying in this quote, his focus is on believing in yourself, having faith in yourself. I mean, yes, we need to, according to Wooden, we needed to you know, put our faith in something higher than ourselves, something bigger than ourselves. But let's face it, we also need to be able to have the faith that we too can accomplish the things that we need to accomplish or want to accomplish. It's just that for, for Wooden, he felt that that would come through uh, God and through, through God's teachings. Catherine Pulsifer. So last week I had her and Brian, Byron? I think it's Brian Pulsifer, her husband, uh, a quote from, from them. And I've had some from her before. Uh, I think, I know I have one or two from her in my uh, book for uh, graduates, Inspiration for the Graduate, but she said, faith is unseen but felt. Faith is strength when we feel we have none. Faith is hope when all seems lost. Yeah. You know, a great, really great definition. And it is, that's, when you think of faith, that's what most of us think of. And finally, the Reverend Billy Graham, one of Woodens, I told you last, I think it was last week, a couple weeks ago, maybe, uh, when uh, Wooden said one of his five uh, heroes um, in so many ways. He said, uh, the greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other, ma- other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. You know, those two such important elements that we must have in life great character, and a faith, whether whatever kind of faith it is that you have. I like that concept. And I wanted to wrap with that one because it came from one of Wooden's heroes um, and especially one of his faith heroes. And so uh, find this interesting. The last, last week we talked patience. Uh, today we talked faith. Patience and faith were the two mortar elements that Wooden had right at the top of the pyramid. And you think about it, you need to both of those. They, they go hand in hand. You know, you need faith to have patience. You need patience to have, you need patience with your faith. Uh, and I love, I love that he, he had those as his final two mortar elements. So that wraps up the mortar elements. It does not wrap up the episodes though. We have one more to go in which we will wrap everything up by talking about getting to the apex of the pyramid of success. And so come back next time as we talk about the apex on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. We will talk to you then. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd please do me a favor and leave a rating and a short review of the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Ratings and reviews help podcasts get in front of that many more listeners. And we want to get as many people exposed to the messages of inspiration and impact through the use of quotes that we cover on this podcast. Also, check us out on slamdunksuccess.com, where you'll find a lot more information to help you become the best you're capable of becoming. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches. Coaches.